everyone, and welcome to episode 38 of the Holding Court Podcast. Today we're chatting opening week, a lot of wackiness that happened in Colorado. We'll talk about opening day, the ring ceremony, fans back in the stadium, and a special upcoming fundraiser for the Justin Turner Foundation. All coming up right now on Holding Court. Boom. Opening week. Opening week. I cannot believe we're here. It was a good week. It was a good week. I just, I don't know, after last year, everything just going on as planned. I was a little nervous. And so I have to say sitting in the stands and taking in a baseball game in person felt incredible. It had to have felt good for you as well. Well, you got to see some baseball games. You were just underground down the right field line. It's different. It's, and obviously I've said before, super grateful to be there for the last few rounds of playoffs. It just was very different, like sitting at a table in the corner and honestly watching games back. I'm like, this really kind of feels like the first time I'm like really watching the games just because I don't know. We're just, it was a we're just tough, in a different, it was different. Point. Yeah. Like you're, it wasn't, it wasn't a great view of the field and I will take it all day, every day, yeah. but it was, this is just different. Like the feeling of being there and fans being there and a full season and everything just kind of felt a little more normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's back. And <laughs> you know, there was a little hiccup in the beginning um, with the team that we just played actually the nationals. And they yeah, had that's true. Uh, a positive and then like nine players in um, contact con- tracing. Yeah. Close contact tracing. So they had a little hiccup and they're starting to get their guys back, but um, hopefully, know, hopefully little. we can get a whole, uh, whole season together and we don't have any, any issues. Um, Definitely a little reminder that COVID is still very much here. <laughs> we weren't expecting yeah, that, was that to happen right away. Especially, ideal. I don't think there were really that many issues in spring training. No, hardly any. I think maybe a couple guys on their intakes had to be shut down. But as far as like in spring training, I, I don't recall hearing of any any positives. So I guess we really couldn't do anything. Like you're not really yeah. going anywhere True. but field and back. So that makes sense. But it was exciting. You want to know what was exciting? What? Tell me. <laughs> we <laughs> opened in Denver, Colorado, and it wasn't freezing. I know. And that's the, what was exciting. And the weather, I mean, you guys had perfect weather. Yeah, it was It was as nice as it could possibly be on April 1st in, in Denver, Colorado. Because <laughs> usually when there was no April Fool's, usually when you're in Denver, the sun is shining because it's shining, what is it, like th- 300 some days of the year. Trivia question. But it's normally freezing. <laughs> so it actually... Isn't that a trivia question? Sunniest city in the United States, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but like how many days of sunshine does Denver have a year? Like 362. Right when I started to type Denver days, it was said sunshine. It says averaging 300 days. So that was oh, pretty good. Yeah. That'll come in handy in my trivia. 
Well, hopefully all 300 are when we're playing in Denver. So. I know. Was that when you were sh- like shoveling out of there the one year with the Mets? Oh, yeah. You guys had a full like snowball well, fight. We, we played a doubleheader and one of the games was in the <laughs> snow. And then, yeah, it was, that was cold. Actually, th- I want to say the first home run of the year was like in in the snow, right? This year. Why is it? Have that? you seen the photo? What? In the oh, league. Oh, Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. not you I guys. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, it was sunny. Uh, no, Miguel Cabrera, right? That photo. There was like, th- that was like big snow. I don't even know how he knew which one was the baseball because there was literally like baseball sized <laughs> snowflakes falling when he hit that. that You're was, just looking to hit the right one. I mean, you just, that's just proves that he's one of the best hitters ever in baseball. You could probably hit a home run with a snowflake, though. Me? No, him. Oh, he he did. <laughs> he well. No, yeah. I mean like knock a snowflake out of the park. No, those are dead balls. Those aren't going very far. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Speaking of homers. Okay, so <laughs> let's just address. We had the a lot in the room, and when I say a lot, about five people commented and asked for a little clarification on this home run. So I play this app every single day at six o'clock called HQ. It's been a thing for, I think, four years now, and I'm still one of the people that plays it. And every win, uh, Thursday, I think it is, maybe Thursday, they do a sports one at six o'clock and you play trivia and you win prize, you win, I mean, it's like some days it's like pennies. Some days I've won like $5 for winning it, but it's fun. My sister and I have done it forever. And I think it was Tuesday, right? Cause we were in Oakland when it happened. Yeah. So the, Tuesday. you, I've always wondered when you were going to end up being a question on possibly Jeopardy, but you ended up on my little HQ trivia app and <laughs> it involved, I got it right, but I was mad. I didn't want to hit it cause I was pissed. And then I actually went and tweeted the host and like talk crap to him because I just got annoyed. Of course you like did. I've played my last game of HQ. I've had enough. And you and played the next day. I did play the next day. Not with him though. He's only on Tuesdays. <laughs> well, he then after I answered you and got it right, much to my dismay, he goes on this rant about you and he's like, Justin Turner, get it together. What a bonehead. And I was like, bonehead? Wait, you didn't tell I'm me this be- part. Oh, there's a whole, I record, I started screen recording. I just knew he was going to say something. Well, I actually started screen recording because I was so excited to see your name. And then he just went on, it just went downhill. And then I was like, oh man, Jeff, you really like made me mad. Jeff, huh? Who is this Jeff guy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, he called you a bonehead. What a throwback. Yeah, well. So let's chat about the first home run that wasn't the first home run what do you want to know how do we do go about this well first of all okay i guess just run it down we're gonna need to know what bob garen said about the rule because i know that bob kind of lives for this so here's the deal so run it on, run it on, back for i us. was on first base there was one out cody bellinger's hitting he hits a ball pretty good into left field yeah and so as I'm watching Tapia go back as the base runner, um, your responsibility is to get as far as you can. Even if that means going past second base, 
get to the point where if they catch it, you'll be able to retreat and get back to first so you don't get doubled off. So I was 10 feet past second base when Tapia jumped and I saw the ball go in his glove. I did too. I'm not going to lie to you. And so when I saw the ball go in his glove, I hit the brakes (laughs) and he hit the wall. And when he came down, he thought he caught it. And he actually thought he caught it so much that he went to throw the ball back in. And apparently, I realized this when I went back and watched the film. But right. when he reached in his glove, he realized he didn't have the ball. But he was when, looking around for it yeah. for a split second. So when I, when I see the ball go in his glove and him go and hit the wall, I'm like, okay, I got to get back because I was 10 feet past second base. So I turn, I stop and turn and retouch second base because you have to retouch once you pass it. Otherwise, you're out. And I start booking it back to first. And meanwhile, Belly, who, by the way, didn't know it was a homer either <laughs> until he looked at the umpire and the umpire was calling it a home run, I guess. Um, he, he was running around first as I'm running back. So he passed me. And the rules are if you pass the runner in front of you, the hitter or the or the trail runner is out and the lead runner is safe. Mm-hmm. So I had to do the jog of shame after they figured this whole mess out. <laughs> it was very slow. You and might have the slowest <laughs> non-home run drive. And I had to jog around the bases. But the hard part was even if... Even if I knew that he had, I wouldn't have been able to see him drop the ball because of the angle that I was at. And he, when he hit the fence, the ball came out of his glove. And it's just kind of a crazy rule. Like once it's a homer, there, it should be a homer. And I, I mentioned that the umpire signaled that it was a home run. It was the third base umpire who was running basically down the left field line. So he was nowhere like in my, in my sight line or anything. So if it was the second base umpire, I would have been able to see him signal a home run or, or an out. And then it would have been easier, but. So you weren't a bonehead. I actually thought maybe you were trying to go back, tag up to first, and then make it to second. Well, no, (laughs) that's not what was happening. I thought you were feeling frisky. No, I mean, obviously I feel terrible. And and, uh, obviously, you know, I want Cody to hit a million homers. And. um, We all do. You know, I, I think talking to Cody, talking to. Clayton McCullough, our first base coach, talking to Dino, Doc, and everyone really, and just asking questions. And I mean, there was just, it was just one of those things that you go to the park expecting that you're going to see something that you never see before. And that, that was the one on opening day. It was just, it just sucked. Yeah. You want to know what actually went through my head when I saw the (laughs) ball, like go into his glove because in my first at bat, I hit into a double play. And so I had already accounted for two outs. And this was in the third inning. And I literally was 10 feet past the bag, and I saw the ball go in his glove, and I go, oh, my God, I'm going to make four outs in three innings. <laughs> and so I put my head down and started running back as fast as I can. And, uh, yeah, well. I just thought maybe you thought he had a really good arm, and he, you, like, had to go back. Here's the, here's the catcher. <laughs> the catcher? Here's the. He was not the catcher. What am I trying to say? Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Are we going to talk about the fan? The fan? No. I'm going to talk about Tapia. <laughs> so 
Cody's ball wouldn't have been a home run if Tapia didn't get his glove on it. It would have stayed in the yard. He uh-huh. kind of caught it and carried it over the fence. And then when he hit the fence, he dunked it mm-hmm. to therefore be a home run slash single with one RBI. Then our first actual home run of the season was over the fence. And Tapia jumped over the fence and caught it and then threw it back on the field. Flings it. And Zach had to <laughs> sprint around the bases for an inside the park homer. So he took the one that wasn't a homer and threw it over the fence for a single. And then he took the one that was a homer and threw it back on the field for an inside the park homer. He's just, man, you got you just got to keep your eye on that guy. He was you never the know center what he's going to do. Of everything. I know. It was just such a wacky. I mean, you just assume Colorado's going to be wacky. You've seen oh, like my goodness. You never know what you're going to see there. We had, like, a, we had a cat run on the field. We did. That at first... Well, at first I thought it was Hazel Seeker. Oh, yeah. Like for a split second. My mind was like, I was like, I thought it was a raccoon. Yeah. It was a big cat. (laughs) It was a big cat. And then it took a little chomp of the gal. I don't remember who was hitting. Uh, Ryan McMahon, I think, was pinch hitting. So I was over in the shift, like directly behind home or uh, second base. So like behind the pitcher. And whoever was pitching, I don't remember who was pitching. But like he threw a pitch and I saw this thing running across the backstop like during the pitch. (laughs) And I literally looked at Seager. I was like, oh, shit, did you see that? And he's like, what? And I'm like, there's a raccoon (laughs) running on the backstop. And he was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And I'm like, dude, a raccoon just ran across the backstop. And then like 10 seconds later, the thing was on the field and it ran right in between us. It wasn't a raccoon. It was like just a giant fluffy the hair was a little mangled i know i wonder if this cat was shaved down that it would just be like a very tiny cat but it just had this like big fluff coat but done i mean it's smart for denver to have a big fluff coat but the funny thing is is it like ran across the wall and then jumped down and kind of it didn't it wasn't like sprinting but it was like running across the infield into the outfield and then the altitude, just like everyone else, he got the cat. He just shut it down and laid down in the middle of the grass. AJ AJ thought he was going to be like helpful and run over and pick it up. And Bellinger was like, no, 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 no. Don't touch it. it it's hissing. It's going to bite you. Oh, no. And then the poor lady who ran I out know. in center field got just, I guess she got, she got it pretty bad. And like scratched. Yeah, bit, scratched. Belly said that drew some blood so i hope she's okay no i know i hope the cat's okay too i know right when i went to record the cat just lay down and was like (laughs) i'll just chill here for a second honestly the wackiest opening day i'm like i really missed baseball oh then the fountain the fountain center wouldn't turn off (laughs) like in the middle of a pitch there's just like fountain going oh we're like oh man what else someone just got really excited it was Oh man. But back to the, the fan, the last I will talk of, and then we'll like finally put this home run to bed. Cause it's obviously been a week now. The fan that went after the ball was like very, it was someone that, cause as someone that has got a ball thrown to them from you and had to give it to a fan, I feel like the guy was like, I'm going to get this ball and act like I didn't get it. And then <laughs> I'm just going to slip it into my pocket and no one's going to be the wiser. And so everyone was assuming that it was the fan that kind of, I don't know if you saw like a fan celebrate the home run would that have effect, or you just were like pivoting, ready to go back the second you saw it hit the glove. You weren't waiting to see if like Joe 
schmo in the crowd was celebrating, right? Well, you know what it would have saved me from being called a bonehead by, what's his name? Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> if you're by, listening. By Jeff the bonehead. <laughs> if, they were, if the fan would have just like hit his glove or something and like fan interfered, then. You knew it, it would have gone to the replay. Well, and then it would have saved me. I would have been at the mercy of the replay. Yeah. Guys in New York who are on the hot seat right now. Do you think that this situation has brought up any sort of conversation for the rules for that rule or they're just like whatever it is? It's like a fluke situation. I talked to the umpires the next day and I'm just like, man, I, I, I just think we're, I mean, we're changing all the other rules. Like what if it's a homer, it's a homer. Like that shouldn't be a rule because otherwise... And, and I told all of our outfielders, I said, hey, if there's ever a guy on first and a guy hits a home run, just pretend that you robbed it and act like you're going to throw it in. And then when the runner's running back and the hitter passes it, at least it's a, it's a one-run homer instead of a two-run homer. You're saving our pitchers and RBI. Like, <laughs> that could happen every time now. Yeah. So if any of you guys out there are playing and in the outfield and there's a guy on first base, just pretend <laughs> you robbed the homer. The crazy thing is, is the only reason I got the score is because there was one out. Well, obviously, if there's two outs, I guess I wouldn't have been going backwards. But yeah, that's if there's true. two outs and he passes me, then um, then there's no RBS. They wouldn't were. say that you scored. Yeah, they wouldn't have like scored prior. Yeah, to but the that final wouldn't happen. Out. That wouldn't happen because of two outs. I would keep going. But for, if for whatever reason with two outs they pass, then I know. I wish now. Would. I wish it was two outs. Yeah. Well, shoot. Well, we can finally put it to bed. Yep. The thing is, is like, <laughs> we're like, this is I the can't last put we're going to say. This is the last we're going to say about it. last we're going to say. I mean, it was everywhere. Like, people that don't even watch baseball were like writing me, like, can you explain what's going on here? And everyone was trying to break it down and understand it. And it was just like, really? Like, I don't know. Here's the thing that I always try to do is I try to go back and watch it, which I watched it several times. And I try to talk to as many people as I can and you try to learn from it. So you don't make the same mistake twice, but I can't honestly say that if that play happened 10 more times, I wouldn't probably do the exact same thing. Yeah. Because otherwise if you just assume that he didn't catch it, then now it's a double play when he does catch it. So the Don't image of either. Cody like frantically waving his arms. Was he like yelling something to you or it was just like he put his arms up and was like, what's happening? No, he didn't. He thought he caught it as well. And then he kind of like threw his hands up like, oh, and then he saw the fan, I guess, the sneaky fan yeah. <laughs> and people started kind of cheering. And then he like pointed and was like, oh, no, he dropped it. He dropped it. And then he was like pointing and giving but the home run. But I was already like, past him. Yeah. I was already past him. So, Belly, I owe you a homer and a steak. Nice. Whatever. If he's listening, maybe tell him in person. I don't know if he's a listener of the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I just feel terrible. I don't know what else to say. Honestly, it was really... I semi not that I wanted that situation to happen, but I semi wanted you guys to get out of Colorado not hitting a home run. I just thought that I feel like everyone has this like image of 
your team of like, oh, they just hit home runs and they can't do small ball. And obviously like playoffs proved that that was not true. There was a lot of small ball happening. And I just, I don't know. I just get excited about the little things. And so when that was looking like it might've been a possibility, I was like, that is actually really cool. Yeah. I actually got asked by the media. They're like, well, what's going on? You guys have 25 hits in two games and you haven't hit any home runs. You're like pat on the back. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, what? Like, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, you guys said that the only way we can score is the homer and all we do is rely on the home run and yeah. strike out too much. And now we have whatever it was, it was like 27 hits and mm-hmm. in two games and <laughs> apparently they were mad. We didn't hit any homers. So I know can't make everyone happy. I know. I know. You know what? Okay. Last thing on the belly. If he finishes <laughs> it like 399 homers or 499 homers or 599 homers or like 754 homers, one shy of Hank Aaron, then I'm I'm really gonna feel terrible. I think but he would sign like a one week contract the following year. I'm just it would be like Mister Three Thousand. Is that the movie? Yeah, but people were like, "Oh, Bernie Mac went back." Yeah. So I think Cody would do the Bernie Mac. But I got some stuff on social media, and there were people were like, "Oh, what if Bellinger only finishes with twenty nine homers this year?" I'm like, "Well, then he finishes with twenty nine homers. Like, who cares?" But if it's like a big milestone, yeah, that he's like one short, then. But to be he's fair, he's always going to go back to opening day in Colorado in 2021. But it like wasn't a homer. It wasn't a homer. Off the bat, like it was an assisted. So I, I think will that say, will <laughs> I will say that Bellinger. We, to, we gotta let it go. <laughs> one more last thing <laughs> on the Bellinger. He, two years ago, he hit another ball in the exact same spot, and Dahl threw it over the fence for a homer. So okay. he already has one alley oop homer in Colorado. Maybe he'll get another alley ooper. Maybe. Whatever. We need to get him back in the lineup and healthy. Yeah, that's true. And then he true. can hit all the homers. Back so. to the home runs. I all love right. it. Okay. What's next? Let's we gotta we gotta get off this. I'm gonna just lightly touch on Oakland because that was a full there was like drum line happening. Was that bothering you guys when you were playing? You know what's funny? The first I think actually night it was like one guy, but on TV it fully sounded like a uh, blue man group was going on. I think the first night it was like one guy with a little drum that you didn't even the little drummer boy. The little drummer boy was there and you didn't even really hear it or maybe just they didn't have a lot to cheer about that. I think the broadcast night. mic'd him, honestly. Like our broadcast. But then I think I think the second night there was a couple people, so it was a little louder and I think by the third day they had like a freaking harmonic out there it was full blown i'm like <laughs> i have to bring in like a wallet or a clear bag and this guy had a drum and then there they were had like a cowbell and then they had like a triangle and they had cymbals the cowbell was freaking me out because it kept chiming and i was thinking at home it was like our doorbell or something because <laughs> you have i hate surround sound i hate if anyone that knows me i don't like nice headphones i like like the airplane headphones i don't like really crisp clear sound it freaks me out don't make a joke about my podcast sound issues, but <laughs> I don't like HGTV. The episode and I, 30. Okay. Well, no, okay. Bleh. Sorry. <laughs> and I don't like surround sound because it actually, if you have it and you listen to a Dodger game, if someone claps, they kind of like throw the clap behind you. And so I'm just watching and then I'm like ducking and like looking behind me 
who's clapping in our house? So the cowbell. The you cowbell gotta... was like being tossed into like the kitchen. I'm like, what is happening? And I'm already like, like terrified to be home alone. And it was just a lot. I, get, I mean, I feel like they maybe had a year built up of percussion in them that they just wanted to get out there. But I was just curious. I never even asked you if that. So you didn't need more cowbell. No, I didn't. I needed way less cow. I was, it reminded me of when you were playing in the Dominican because they actually had like the Vuvuzuela at this game. Like someone brought one of those, which reminded me of like the World Cup. And when was that? Like 20, 2000. Yeah. Yeah. That year. Whatever. You remember that year when it was like, (laughs) (laughs) what year was that? I don't know. 2010? When the women's World Cup was here? Remember, like everyone was like waking up. I don't. I do not like soccer, but it was like we were. Everyone was waking up at like seven a.m. to like go watch soccer, and everyone was doing the like Vuvuzuela. Yeah, I don't know what year it was, but I I think it was like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I don't know, but that's it. It felt really wild. Well, Oakland's a pretty wild place to play. They have some passionate fans, yeah, and they have their chants that they have for every single player, and they get rowdy and they have a good time, and. That's a place where when you don't have full capacity, like you can really, really feel it like that it was missing some of that energy that their their fans brought into that stadium. Yeah. There are a lot of Dodger fans on TV. Yeah, we traveled well. We had a lot of fans up there. We had a lot of fans in Colorado. So I almost corrected you for saying we, but you're like actually on the team. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, we we have re-, like someone. When I talk about the dolphins, then you can correct me. I, someone, at I the correct g- myself when I say we about the dolphins. I don't. I hate that. <laughs> um. Well, you know, I have this gift of not being able to turn off when I hear like a fan start talking crap. Like I end up hearing them the entire game. I just can't not. And this guy, kind of like over my right shoulder, um, the second game of the homestand, was like, "We're paying this guy too much to." making out there but um like i was so bad did you ask him if he had a mouse in his pocket yeah i was like (laughs) oh my gosh i i won't say who he was talking about but i was like are you kidding me i don't know it's just annoying and that's one of my biggest so much i know and i I almost corrected you and then i'm like oh you're actually a member of the los angeles i know it's hard (laughs) it's hard because i I mean it's funny don't get me wrong we love our fans the death of the best. Oh, I just like us. making fun but of I always like, like, people that do that. It's not like a, it's like a mean uh, thing. It's just yeah. funny. And I correct myself when I say it. When I talk about the Dolphins, I'm like, oh, like your brother texts me the other day and he's like, oh, check this out. We got, like, we're going to be nasty. We got like three first round picks next year <laughs> and two first round picks and two second round picks next year. Da, da, da. And I, I did say like, we're going to be nasty or something. And then I immediately was like, oh, we. God, why did I say we? Like, I know, I'm but not, the guy nothing in the to do stands with the dolphins. saying like, we're paying you too much. I'm like, did you stroke a check? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I don't know. I paid for my tickets. I know. I, ugh, it's fine. It's all part of it. And I it found myself like someone, I was like in line to get food. I mean, the concession, I mean, every, everyone's a little rusty. We're all getting back in the swing, but I was like in line for concessions this guy just started like yelling at me that I like cut him in line. And I was like, it, I was like, you know what? This is what I missed. It's like traffic, like game day traffic on opening day. It took me an hour and a half to get there. And I was like, I'm just going to enjoy this. Cause I said I was going to miss all of it. And so you have to take all of it. And part of that is heckling fans and concession craziness and game day traffic. And it's beautiful and wonderful. And we all missed it. 
You want to know where we's appropriate? What? When we won the championship. And then every fan in the stadium can say we are national champions. You'll I will give them the we? Hundred percent sure that with every single fan. I love that. Hundred percent. Every like, single Dodgers fan should say we are. We are the champions. champs. We are the champions. Well, you're segueing perfectly into my chatter about opening day that I want to have. What a day! What a day! I what was a little a nervous. Day. I was thinking in my head. I wanted it to be when the stadium could be at full capacity, but I just feel like you guys didn't get to have proper celebration. You didn't get to have the parade. I feel like everyone was just like ready to have that big moment and like get the rings and be able to be in front of fans, even though it wasn't as many as you would have loved. And the bank, I mean, revealing the banner and, and the flag and everything. And it was really cool. It was a lot because opening day is already very exciting. And then to have that on top of it, it was just such a cool day. I don't know. Yeah, the anticipation and the buildup and the lead up to it was a lot. And it made it even weird. This was like the first time we didn't open at home and I don't know how long. I can't remember. It was the same. I think it was San Diego when Kenta hit the home run on opening or maybe game two. So I think that was what, 28? 16 or 17, maybe. I don't know. But it felt, it felt like every year I've been a Dodger. Maybe 2016, yeah. I felt like every year I've been a Dodger minus my first year when we opened in Australia, I, it just feels like we've opened every year at home. Yeah. And so it was weird opening on the road because that delayed our celebration and our ring ceremony a week, which is a long time when you're anticipating that big old piece of jewelry. I know it was, I mean, it is a big old piece of jewelry and we have to talk about it. Let's talk about it. It's as... I don't like to brag, but this thing is pretty cool. It is. I think you can phenomenal brag on it for a bit. I don't even think I've put it on yet. You said you. I tried to get you put it on. You said no. I know. Well, we Send were doing photos. I'm like, denied it's yours, me. and then I'm glad you. I'm glad you denied this ring and not the one when I asked you to marry me. That's true. This you put that one just on. A little too excessive. I think if you would have proposed with this, I would have been a little concerned about your spending, to be honest. <laughs> um, it's it's wild. And I don't know. I was happy that you were able to have that moment in front of fans. And it was exciting. And I loved the way that they did. Obviously, I'm sure everyone saw it. But everyone, I'm assuming they asked you all your favorite player growing up. And obviously everything was virtual. We couldn't have a lot of people in person, but they did little videos from every guy's favorite childhood player. So they were sneaky about that because they asked us in spring training, but it was we didn't like part know of what a it survey. was for. <laughs> it was like part of the green screen deal, oh, like cool. where they just asked it, and they asked. They actually asked for a couple guys, I think, but. Um, yeah, it was that was definitely a surprise. Like none of us knew that was happening and there was there was actually some funny ones. There was there were some really good ones. I know. Edwin Rios' favorite player growing up was Ichiro and I'm sure everyone saw this, but in uh his video, he said he played for a really long time and he never won a won a ring. So he asked Edwin if he can have his. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> and then uh 
The other funny one, uh, Bronson Arroyo and uh, that... Walker Bueller have some type of bromance. I guess they rehab together because Bronson was with the Dodgers for um, a brief time. That's when everything went a little off the rails. It got a little wacky. <laughs> what did he play? Oasis, Wonderwall, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was sick. I've, I've actually seen Bronson play several times. He's super talented. Um, when I was with the Reds and I'd go to Red Fest, he actually performed uh, at Reds Fest for the fans. So, and I know Bronson a little bit. He's a great guy, but he, he got, he got deep. He got yeah. sentimental as ever on, on that little video. He even dropped a love you, I think on the end. So it was Walker. It was Walker. And then he didn't come out. So it was almost like he like, well, <laughs> yeah. Walker was getting ready to start the game. So he didn't go out and accept his ring, but so this long, like emotional video happened that like ended with his like stunning rendition of what was it? Wonderwall. Yeah. And then it was like Walker Bueller, everyone. And then it was like, is not coming out. <laughs> so it was kind of sad, but it was, it was cool. I loved yours. I loved seeing like David Wright. That was cool. David and, and Chase, Chase and yeah. Chipper. And it was, there were so many cool guys. Griffey. And Griffey. Griffey's was so funny. When he Joe, did the boo-boo he did lip. The boo-boo lip <laughs> in the face. And then chef for, for me was awesome. And I, I'm trying to remember when they asked, um, you know, cause usually when people ask like, Hey, who was your favorite player? I always say like Mark Kotze, Reed Johnson, Aaron, jo- Aaron Rowan, um, because they all went to Cal State Fullerton and I was a bat boy when they played there and they all made it to the major leagues and I got to play against all three of those guys. Um, but I think in spring training, they, they might've asked me like, Oh, who was your favorite Dodger growing up? And, and I was like, Oh, well I always imitated hitting like chef. Like when I was little and we played wiffle ball or over the line, there was two guys you imitated. It was either you hit left-handed like Griffey or you hit right-handed like chef and do the bat wiggle. So, uh, for me, it was those two guys, and it was it was cool that Chef took time out of his day to to make that video. That was that was pretty sick. And he calls me Baby Chef anyway, so uh, <laughs> it's perfect. I love the number of guys that were on the golf course. They were like, you know what? I can't. honestly, the biggest flex was Griffey, where he was just casually in front of like thirty nine gold gloves. Gold gloves. <laughs> He's like, oh, these old things, and, and then, then everyone they put else them in a gold frame too. It was great. It was all gold. Everything. It's like the video screen at Dodger Stadium this year. Everything is like gold plated or solid gold, and. I know it was like Jimmy Raw, like everyone was on the golf course. I'm like, this is beautiful. Like this is baseball retirement where they're like, can you make this video for someone for the world series? And they're like, I'm actually on the golf course, but let me just shoot it really quick. Like, let me do this. I'm on the turn. I was going to get a hot dog, but instead I'll make this video. Yeah. It's funny. I loved it. That was cute though. I think they did a good job. I'm assuming it's online. I think it's on the app and you can watch it if you haven't already, but I don't know. It was exciting. The ring. Got to talk about the ring. The details. I it's, love little like subtle, subtle things. That's what's great is it's very. I mean, it's not subtle. I just mean the details <laughs> like the. No, it is though. You're right. It's very like clean mm-hmm. and not cluttered. And like from far away when you look at it, it just looks like very neat and like not a bunch of just crap, which could happen in a championship ring like they could try to put all this stuff and they kept it so simple and clean and then when you look closer and you pay attention and you see like 
the sapphires from the LA and then the diamonds in a diamond, like a baseball diamond on the, on the face. It's just so cool. And then there's 29 additional diamonds, which is the number of home runs you guys hit in the bubble in Texas, which is awesome on the inside. It's all the records. Yeah. So it says like two and O against Milwaukee, three and O against the Padres. And then it says four and three against the Braves and then four and two against Tampa on the top of the inside of the ring. And then on the bottom, it actually has our, our signatures inscribed on the bottom inside of it, which is pretty cool. And then how did you do the signature? Like on an iPad or something? Cause I feel like yeah. I always mess those up at like Trader Joe's. Yeah. It was like to on an it. iPad or something. Were I you think. like shaking doing it? Well, I th- actually, you know what? I, I wonder if, cause in spring training, we do a photo day and one of our photo stations is they give you a big blank piece of paper and they have you sign your autograph on it so oh. they can use it on the board. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they use that. I don't remember actually, I definitely didn't go in and sign anything and say like, send this. Like you didn't know specifically it was for the ring. Well, like after we won the world series, they didn't say, Hey, like, can you come in and sign this for the ring? I never yeah. went in. So it must've been from spring training, that little white sheet that we signed. Good thing they didn't day. take it from like you signing your Trader Joe's keypad. Yeah. That, that would have been, been like a little jumble jot. That wouldn't have been good. But, but and I then love the, the gold, side. Yeah, the, the gold sides. trophy. So the only thing that's not like blue or diamond on it is the Dodger sign with the red baseball in the background and the gold commissioner's trophy championship trophy. Um, <laughs> and it, it's really cool cause it really pops on yeah. this, on the side. It really, really stands out and it says 2020 NL West. Um, but they did between two palms between two palm trees. True. Yeah. That's, that's a little detail I didn't see until later, yeah. later that night, but, they did such a good job. It's so cool. And the bo- even the box that came in, I mean, it has like a little magnet that you hook the ring on and um, it's on a, on a, what do you call those things? Like Rotating, like a yeah, it's on like rotating a, ring. It's called a rotating ring platform on here. Yeah. So you put and the And it has thing the name plate with your, your name on it. And then it plays a video, like a yeah. highlight video. It has like a little else. Actually, my engagement ring has the LCD screen. It's a little smaller, but it's in there with the slideshow. I got, I I hooked you up. Yeah. Maybe they took that idea from you. Probably. I love it. What do you, like, where are you going to wear this? Will you wear it to events? Like, did you guys talk about this? You know, what's funny is I got on second base last night and Jordy Mercer goes, dude, where's the, where's the first place you wear, you're going to wear the ring to? I was just (laughs) like. Oh man, I haven't even thought. I had go. I wore it to breakfast this morning, dude. <laughs> like I, I was know. reading the paper, eating breakfast. But I don't know. Like publicly, I don't know. I don't know. I know it was cool to see. I think they had Oral's ring as the example, but they showed like the gold ring from '88, yeah. which I love gold, and yep. so it was cool to see kind of like the side by side. And I feel like he wears it a lot. Like when he goes to like events and dinners, but theirs and all are that. theirs is a lot more subtle than ours. I feel like I feel like theirs is like very like yeah, like you could wear it to a dinner and it wouldn't be like oh my gosh. I mean, yours is the size of a. I've been telling people it's the size of like a golf ball. I really do think that's like the closest thing to like compare it to. So we hadn't seen it yet. We're a lot of us were still sitting in the dugout when Kenley went out. 
to get his ring. And Kenley put it on his finger and held it up, and the camera kind of, like, focused in on him. And the ring looked enormous on Kenley. Okay, and well, we, that's how you know. And we all looked at each other, and we're like, oh, my God, if it looks big on him, like, I can't even imagine what it's <laughs> going to look like on my finger. I know, on some of the little guys. Yeah, so... Uh, it's definitely you can, you if you're wearing it you're gonna have to like talk about it yeah like if you just go to like dinner at like a steakhouse and you're wearing it you have to expect to like show it to people that see it so it's like a statement you can't just like casually yeah but i think I that i mean i could see the guys that are retired like oral wearing it places and like loving to like reminisce about winning it and different memories. I feel like that's cool to like keep that alive. And, but I just think maybe now, like, I don't know, like, I'm just, I'm curious where you'll wear it. I don't know. I don't know where the first public appearance is. I think like Dodger events, right? You would yeah, wear it? Yeah. Yeah. To, to Dodger events for sure. Like if we were having like the gala this year, then I would wear it to the gala, obviously. And would I you, feel like most guys would. Would you let a fan try it on? They mm, might run away. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Who gets to try it on? Like, do you let anyone try it on? Um, I'm weird about my engagement ring, letting people try it on. I just feel like I've never asked someone to like, oh, let me try that on. I just feel like it's kind of like a personal I just thing. think. They are selling it to faint, like a, a different version. They are yeah, selling it, which I'm like whatever. not too nuts about. I think but if you want to wear it, you... You gotta win. You gotta win a championship. I know it is strange because then they're gonna have some replicas floating around. I mean, obviously, like the real deal is the real deal, but like, I don't know. I think they might have. Maybe they should have broke the mold after they made all, <laughs> all the rings. But I don't know. I guess if you have, they gotta cash make. Line they, gotta, they gotta make some money to pay for them. I guess they I had know. a version that's like seven ninety nine, and then I was just on there like messing around, like adding. I'm like, okay, real sapphires, real diamonds, and then like suddenly, grand, right? no, I got it up like past eight thousand. Oh wow! And I didn't. I don't know if you can like personalize it or add names, but I was just on there like putting in a few things. I'm like, woo, that shot up really fast. So yeah, I think it says what did it say? Eleven carats total. Yeah, I don't think the like replica one that people can buy or like is anywhere like near the similar. I think it's just like the design. But yeah, I think yours, they said, yeah, 11 carats, 232 diamonds and 53 sapphires. Yikes. That is. It's good. It looks good. Let's fill up the whole hand. That's right. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay, so no one's gonna get to try on your ring. Just I do have I have a Corey National Championship ring from when I was like eight. <laughs> I have a Connie Mack World Series ring. I have a College World Series ring. Now I have a World Series ring, a okay. real World Series ring. I love it. <laughs> it's perfect. I think it was the perfect opening, like homestand. It was just. I don't know. It felt good hearing Randy back in the stadium bumping after a win, even though one night it was a little like premature Randy. And then we had to like pull back Randy and then like let him really go for it. Um, It was good. Well, it felt really good on opening day. Hitting a homer and winning one nothing. 
felt pretty pretty good. I know. It was a big day for y'all. Pretty, pretty good. Big day in the Turner household. Get a ring. It was. Get the win. Hit a homer. It was fun. It was fun. That day felt like a blur because it, it was so early. I feel like you went in so early, like seven something in the morning to yeah, get there. Yeah, we left early. And yeah, I mean, it was a blur, but it was good. I think we're going to remember that forever. It was a good series. We swept them. Um, played well. Our starting, our pitching's unbelievable. Um, so it was a good series. Good first home opener. And uh, we'll see what happens. Try to get another sweep out of these uh, these Rockies coming in town. I mean, hopefully no more wackiness. Hopefully. Let's I don't know. Happens. I kind of welcome it. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We we played the whole weekend without Mookie and Belly and, and Ferret all right. So I know. Could get scary when we get those guys back and healthy. That's good though. Yeah. Scary is good. Well, let's kind of chat a little about I know when we first started the podcast it was like very foundation heavy and everything that people could do to help. So I kinda wanna jump in and just give a little bit of an update. We're actually launching an event this week that I've kind of hinted at before, but we're super excited about. We're doing a Justin Turner Foundation virtual 5K. So we're doing a Turner Trot. Oh, yeah. Which I absolutely love the name. And we're launching it this week. And so everyone, I feel like, is going to ask a virtual 5K, like what that is. And a few places are doing it. I know. As an ambassador with the LA Marathon, we've had to do some of our races, the 5Ks, virtually. So basically, you'll sign up, you'll get your race pack, which is I'm I think is the best part of doing. I mean, why do you do it? But to get the race pack. <laughs> Courtney's been working really, really, really hard. I'm proud of this event, even yeah. though it's kind of like exists only in our hearts. I'm proud of this event already. And I don't even, I mean, maybe four people are going to sign up and that's okay. Cause I'm still proud of it, but you'll get your pack. So you'll get your shirt, your medal. Um, baseballism has designed a really cool hat yeah. with our, our girl on it, Mooney coming in with her 5k hat. So that's going to be part of like kind of the VIP sign up. Adidas has given us backpacks and fanny packs to give away. And then I don't know if you guys have, I'm, I don't know how you wouldn't, but the headbands that some of the guys wear during the game, the junk, junk brand headbands, headbands, headbands. Anywho, we have some JTF ones that are really cool. So those are going to be part of one of the packages too, and the metal and all the goodies. And so you'll basically sign up, you'll pick either you're signing up as an MVP or an all-star, and then the race weekend, which is going to be May 14th to 16th, you'll record a 5K. So you can run, walk, whatever you want to do. Bike. Can yeah, you bike? You can bike. Can and you rollerblade? You can do whatever your heart desires. Can you skateboard? <laughs> That's a long, I don't know. That's not that long, right? What about a pogo stick? You know, I actually am really good on a pogo stick and I'm good on stilts. So maybe I'll stilt the 5K. Ooh. Fun fact. So stilts. many talents. <laughs> Seriously. All right. I I'm could be checking. one of the people like at Universal that walks on stilts. Can you drive? No. Thank you. Okay. No driving. People don't cheat. 
Okay, so on your own, you will safely and whatever your socially distance is. If you have, I know a lot of people are back into their running clubs now, so you could actually just do it that way. Go on a walk with your family, have everyone sign up, and you'll go online and input your race time, and then you'll have the option to pick up. This is obviously going to be before you do your race, but you have the option to pick up your race packet at the Dream Center. I'll be there handing them all out to you. <laughs> hopefully more Court's people. doing an appearance. I know. It's a big deal. No, but hopefully that'll offset some of our shipping costs so people in LA can come pick up and say hi and all of that jazz. Or we have the option to ship it to you. And I'm just excited about it. I feel like we haven't been able to have a fundraiser like we wanted. Obviously, marathons postponed and golf tournaments postponed. So I feel like this is such a good way for people to get together with friends or family and raise money for a good cause and stay active. I think it's kind of that time of the year where the New Year's resolutions have maybe kind of fallen by the wayside. So maybe this will kickstart someone into getting out there and going for a walk and doing it for a good cause. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I think, like I said, Court's been working really hard on this and I think it's a shirt you're going to want, honestly. Uh. <laughs> I went with a little 90s uh, inspo, obviously working with a graphic designer with your agency, Vayner Sports, and came up. We had this like New York City marathon t-shirt from like, I think it was like 1992. And <laughs> I just loved the color scheme and kind of like the lived in look and baseballism was right on board to go along with the Mooney theme and, and create the hat. And I know I'm pumped. It's all about the t-shirt and the metal. So listen, if you ever thought about wanting to run a marathon, an actual marathon, this is the perfect first step. It is. You sign up for the 5k and you, you go out and get it done. What's what's a 5K? Maybe like 3.1. It's like 3.1, yeah. 3.1 miles. And then you get your sweet race packet and you get some cool swag mm-hmm. and your medal. And then you're, you collect your first medal. And then once you get your first one, you're just addicted to these medals. And this is what a lot of people do, right? They, they, they just want to start collecting these oh, race yeah. medals. So you sign up for more and more and more. Next thing you know... You're a professional marathon runner. There you go. That's, That's how you do how it. That's how I started. It's the, 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 I just laid it out for you on how to run a marathon. <laughs> I love it. It starts with the JTF 5K Turner Trot. The journey of 26.2 miles starts with the first step. That's right. The or Turner the Trot. 5K. The Turner Trot. Let's just or, say it. The Turner or Trot. Or if you've already ran marathons or 5Ks or races and have medals, then it's a great opportunity to add... Uh, a unique piece to your collection. This is a walk in the park if you've already done a lot of marathons. And you could actually do it in a park. And I actually love that there are, I mean, there's Dodger fans all over the country and they're going to be able to participate in an event where they maybe otherwise wouldn't have been able to participate. Exactly, exactly. And you know what you can do? You can put your dogs on a leash and walk them. We walk our dogs three miles every day. We do a 5K almost every day. Well, now the season started uh, court is on the walking duty. I, I do all my stuff at the field, but (laughs) every day we take them for three miles and, uh, it's, I'm doing a Turner trot every day. It's a, it's a brisk walk, do it less than an hour. And it's just good to get outside and get some fresh air and then you can get some cool swag for it. Yeah. And hopefully this is successful and we raise a whole bunch of money. And then next year, ideally it's an in-person and we could also have the virtual option for people that 
aren't in LA and you know, let's close some streets down in LA and get a full blown Turner trot. Maybe we'll do a 10 K five K loop it twice. I mean, possibilities are endless. So hopefully we get a lot of support. I'm nervous. I get very, I feel good about the event, but I just get nervous. I'm going to be refreshing my registration screen when I launch it to see if people are <laughs> Please signing sign up. up. We have to get, she said four. We need to get more than four. Please sign up. We will. We, I mean, it's going to be good. And I know it's, I mean, people will reach out to us all the time and say, where can I just make a straight donation? So this is, I priced it right. You're getting a lot of goodies and it's for a good cause. So hopefully everyone is, is eager. And I, I want to also share one of our beneficiaries, the Dream Center, we talked so much about it during the pandemic and the food line, and they named their food bank after us. And the next phase of that is now their transition into the Dream Center food pantry. And that is something I think is so cool. And there are so many ways you can support it. Obviously, we make donations to them as well. But during the week, Monday to Friday, 11 to 2, you can now go get lunch there. From 4 to 6.30, you can go get dinner there. And then they also have the food pantry, the same hours as lunch, 11 to 2, where you can go in and shop and pick items and take them home. And so the best part about this is you can honestly do a run at Costco or Food for Less or Ralph's and then drop off. I mean, basically go and shop for whatever you would want. It can be anything. And then they just put it right on their shelves. And then people in need can go in there and pick up what they need for a meal. Yeah, it's amazing. You should follow them on social media, LA Dream Center. And they're posting videos every day. And it's so crazy. You see the picture in the morning when the pantry's fully stocked. And Mm -hmm. everything from ceiling to floor is just loaded with food. And then by the end of the day, when you're seeing the pictures and it, the pantry is just completely empty. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, anything that you bring and, and donate, it's going to go to a family in need. And um, it's just really cool that, you know, they honored us and, and put our name on the food bank and, and allow us to be a part of it. Yeah. And also not just food. They have diapers as well every day now, 11 to 2. And yeah, it's just easy. I feel like a lot of people don't a lot of times want to just make a, a donation money-wise. They want to actually, you know, put their donation right into motion. I think there's no better way than to go shopping or pick up essentials. And then they just literally throw it right into the food pantry and you know it's going to someone that needs it. So hopefully the 5K is successful and we can raise a whole bunch of money and keep supporting our beneficiaries of our foundation. So that was my plea. Please sign up. you did good kid we'll see i'm excited but it's been a good week baseball's back foundation fundraiser is about to launch just couldn't be happier let's keep it rolling oh and dieter played our podcast theme song after you made it out did you hear it today dieter i heard it today i didn't hear it yesterday you said he played it yeah i didn't hear it yesterday i heard it today dieter you're the man I will. I do have a little bit of beef with you, though, Dieter. Last night in the Saturday game, you played Gilligan's Island three-hour tour at the three-hour mark at nine ten. At nine ten, I I heard it, and I'm standing out there, and I'm like, "Oh, Gilligan's Island." 
I know I made three the same hours connection. and I was like, oh, it, it, we hit the three hour mark. Oh, cool. Like this, this game's going good. And then from that point on, it took like another 15 minutes to f- end the game. I think we had two outs. So Dieter kind of, stre- I'm blaming you Dieter for stretching that one out on us. I know Friday and Sunday's game, like today's game was like two and a half hours. And I'm like walking out, like going out to the parking lot. And I'm like, we've been really lucky with these quick games. So prepare for like seven hour games this week. I oh, just cursed man, everything. Why did you do that? I know. It's my fault. Yeah. Dieter and I will share the blame of the lengthy games. But I think that's going to do it for this week. And I look forward to sharing the 5K with you guys. Make sure you're following us on social for the launch and sign up and get stretching. Find your sneakers. Yeah. I want to say congratulations to Hideki Matsuyama on Oh, winning the, the masters. masters we were locked in on that today that was that was pretty cool yeah unfortunately tiger wasn't there to put the jacket on him but um awesome for him and so so exciting and i think the coolest part was and i don't know if you saw this but it's going around social media uh after he wrapped it up his caddy went back to return the pin in and then turned and faced the course and kind of like bowed Aww. out of respect. It was really, really cool. So I love that. huge congrats. That's, yeah. that's awesome for him. And, um, that's incredible. Yeah. He, he, he was great. I love it. All right. Let's wrap it up. Take us on out of here. Take us away. Holding court theme song. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Boom. Bum 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 b